The Lord be with you. A reading from the Holy Gospel according to John. Jesus said to the Jews, Amen, amen, I say to you, whoever keeps my word will never see death. So the Jews said to him, Now we are sure that you are possessed. Abraham died, as did the prophets. Yet you say, Whoever keeps my word will never taste death. Are you greater than our father Abraham who died? Or the prophets who died? Who do you make yourself out to be? Jesus answered, If I glorify myself, my glory is worth nothing. But it is my Father who glorifies me, of whom you say, He is our God. You do not know him, but I know him. And if I should say that I do not know him, I would be like, I would be like you, a liar. But I do know him, and I keep his word. Abraham, your father, rejoiced to see my day. He saw it and was glad. So the Jews said to him, You are not yet fifty years old, and you have seen Abraham? Jesus said to them, Amen, amen, I say to you, before Abraham came to be, I am. So they picked up stones to throw at him, but Jesus hid and went out of the temple area. The Gospel of the Lord. If today you hear his voice, harden not your hearts. Have we heard the voice of God today? Yeah, we have. Why? Because we've heard Scripture, (laughs) and Scripture is the voice of God. Now, maybe we need to remind ourselves of that from time to time, because even though we hear the voice of God, do we really receive the voice of God? That can be the challenge. It's like the difference of saying, well, I'm listening to you, but I hear you. You know, if you were to like, say a bunch of things to me, like, sure, I, I'm listening, I'm, I'm looking, I'm, I'm, I'm paying attention, but am I hearing what you're saying? That happens a lot in Scripture, right? With Jesus here, especially today, whoever keeps my word will never see death. Now, they, they were listening to him, like, well, that doesn't make any sense, because, like, okay, you saw Abraham. Like, they, they repeated back what was spoken to them. But did they receive God's word in such a way that it was transforming to them? This takes a lot of practice. Ask anyone in the back. You know, it's not an easy thing. Like, we spend all of our lives doing this. It's not just something you're going to pick up tomorrow and be like, I figured it all out. We're constantly learning. We're constantly uh, adapting and and evolving in our understanding of hearing the voice of God, but we have to stay at the very basic level. I don't want to harden my heart. I don't want to harden my heart because if I do that, I'm just going to automatically shut them off. Ah, there's nothing for God. There's nothing God wants to say to me today. Oh, I'm not worthy of being spoken to. Oh, I'm, I don't even care about who he is. All of those things cut off our ability to even be open to hearing his voice. What about that responsorial psalm? That was beautiful. What, is, what was the line in the responsorial psalm? What was the line we repeated? Yeah, the Lord remembers his covenant forever. The Lord remembers his covenant forever. And he talks about that a little bit in that first reading. He talks about from Genesis, Abraham, the covenant. He talks about that again in the gospel, the covenant with Abraham. What's a covenant? How would you define a covenant? A promise, promise, okay. 
promise that can't be broken. Now we're adding a little bit to it, all right? A promise that's made by God. A promise that's made by God that cannot be broken. All right, we'll keep adding to it. A promise that God makes that's going to happen someday. How is a covenant with God... Let's ask the people in the back. Let's have some fun. Let's ask the people in the back this question. I'm going to ask this particular couple. I am. This will be great. How is a covenant, how would you say it's different from a marriage vow? A marriage is a covenant? Exchanging of your hearts. But there's one thing that can happen in a marriage that's different than a covenant with God, right? A marriage vow can end when one of the spouses dies. Because the covenant is between the two people. They make that solemn promise. When one, like when one leaves, right, or one dies, um, that ends. But you're right, like, in our basic understanding of a covenant, of a, of a marriage, like, but it's more than just this promise, right? Okay, I promise to bring you ice cream tomorrow. I'm not going to bring you ice cream tomorrow, <laughs> right? Like, that's a promise, okay, like, I kept, did I keep it, is, was that a covenant? No, it wasn't. A covenantal promise, as we understand it, is something that cannot, nor should it ever be broken. So when it comes to God making covenants, he's not going to break them. That's why it was beautiful. Yeah, it's through generations. There's many covenants that God had to continually bring because we screwed up. But... That's the response to the Lord. So I'm like, remember the Lord's covenant. The Lord remembers His covenant forever. That's what it was. The Lord remembers His covenant forever. It, is, it means that God's not going to forget what He's promised, even when it seems like, oh, He's forgotten me. No, He hasn't. So you tie that in with the response, or uh, the Gospel Commission, harden not our hearts. We have to be open to the fact that God is doing something in our lives, that God wants to speak to me today. This is a challenge. This is a difficulty because there's so many things that can block that. Just my own laziness, my own lack of desire, my own just, ah, I just don't care. That can be a big part of it. Or a lack of understanding can even happen. Like, damn, that, that was really long. It was really confusing. When it comes to God's Word, you don't have to understand massive verses and chapters. Like, sometimes it's just a word He wants to say to us. But what we have to believe and work at trusting and believing is that God remembers His covenant. He's not going to abandon us. He's not going to leave us out to dry. He's not going to say, okay, I got you all set up, bye. He's going to allow a certain freedom for all of us, which is wonderful, right? That free will. And he's going to allow us to make choices, and those choices may or may not be in the positive or the negative. But he allows that because as any parent, and you'll discover this with, like, as with your parents and your family members, like, as you get older, there has to be more trust there. There has to be more lenience. There's more like, okay, I'm going to let you go out and do a little bit more. Because they, tr- they, they want the best for you. They want you to see you grow. God wants to see us grow. But if we harden our hearts, 
to him, or we forget that he remembers his covenant, if either of those happen, then, then we cut ourselves off from him. We say, God, I don't need you anymore. And that's just not true, because we all need him. So yeah, when you think of a covenant, think of something that is like life-lasting. It's like a marriage. It's more than just a person saying, I'm going I'm to do this thing for you, because that may or may not happen. But a covenant is something that's forever. It's intended to be forever. And it's never going to break because God's never going to separate himself from us. So our challenge today in our own prayer, in our own thinking, is have I hardened my heart to God and, and how do I just soften it? Let's just start with that. If I've hardened my heart to God, how do I soften it? And softening it can just be something as simple as, all right, Lord, I'm, I'm back. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm here. Or can you just be asking him, Lord, I don't know if my heart is hardened or not, but I would like you to soften it. I'd like you to help me to see you. And, and again, then it's the little things we do each day. It's how we interact with each other. It's how we speak to people. It's, it's how we go about our day. Like That softened heart to God's love is how we come to know him. Last question. This is kind of like a pop quiz. Let's see if you remember it. What's the greatest commandment? It's very close. Obey your father and mother. It's a really important commandment, not the greatest. Never have any more gods. That is like the first commandment. Like there's a greatest commandment. I'm going to try over here. Yeah, love your neighbor, but also right before that he says, love who? Love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your being. Love your neighbor as, as I have loved you. That's the greatest commandment. Those are other, like, wonderful commandments. That's the greatest one. Love God and love your neighbor and love yourself as God has loved us. So that's our task, our, or softening our hearts so that we can love God as he loves us.